Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Today I have a special episode, um, kind of a combination of um, extraordinary people and um, the COVID Chronicles, um, which is sort of this little offshoot of episodes where I talk to people, runners, um, who have gotten COVID and, you know, are either recovering from it or they are um, suffering some long-term effects or I shouldn't say suffering. That sounds terrible. Battling, I guess, some long-term effects. And so my interviewee today is Joe Schmall, who uh, lives in San Antonio and is one of the I call him a star. He will be very humble. Um, but he's one of the stars of the San Antonio uh, Rock Hoppers, a trail uh, racing team. Um, you know, we, I don't know how many members we have, but uh, I joined them um, when I first moved up here uh, to San Antonio. And uh, they, yeah, they do some pretty great things. Uh, teams get points for um, every race they finish and how well they finished. <laughs> so, I haven't been doing much for them lately. Um, but, and there are certain qualifying races. It's not just every time you do, you know, a 5K or something. It's you know, under certain rules, whatnot. Why well, I'm going into all of this. But anyway, he is one of the the uh, more admirable, uh, you know, members of this group. And there's a lot of people to admire in this group. Um, that said, um, he has won 100 mile races. He, he placed second the first time he tried a 50 miler, um, which incidentally, I think was the same year I tried my first 50 miler or did my first 50 miler. He did it in probably half the time it took me. (laughs) He's that good. Well, and I'm just that bad. Um, but a finish is a finish and I don't mind. I mean, Hey, it was a PR at the time. So anyway, um, yeah, so Joe uh, uh, did a uh, attempted a two hundred mile race this summer, and just wasn't feeling it, and ended up dropping. Um, and then not long after, he got COVID, um, albeit a very minor minor case. Um, but the the drag about it is that he has suffered some um, side effects from having uh, battled COVID, and. Um, that has prevented him from pretty much setting goals right now. Um, and just even doing, you know, neighborhood runs can, uh, be sort of a challenge. And, um, I mean, he's by no means slow, um, but he just can't do, you know, the kinds of mileage that, that he, he would like to do. So, um, and so, you know, we have some, you know, candid conversations about that. And, uh, and again, he's a very humble runner, um, you know, very supportive of whoever you are, you know, no matter, you know, how fast or slow you are. And I think that's what makes him such a, a, a cool person. And, um, and his wife, incidentally, Julie, uh, is, uh, a very accomplished ultra runner as well. Um, the Schmalls just had a baby daughter about two weeks ago, I think. And they have a son, um, who is three. Adorable. Um, and, uh, Joe also has two teenage daughters from another, uh, marriage. And so the kids keep him pretty busy these days. So, uh, and we talk about that a little bit, but, um, anyway, I don't even know where I'm going with all of this. I guess what I'm trying to say is this is my lead up into my conversation with Joe Schmall. Oh yeah. Also one thing, uh, at the beginning of of this, um, I always seem to record at like an awkward spot. Um, 
meaning like, you know, we'll have like a little conversation and I'll be like, hey, I'm recording. But then of course I start talking to him about his rock hopper nickname. Some of the uh, rock hoppers um, have nicknames. I, do, I don't think I do, um, which is fine. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, for instance, Don Flynn is known as Bloody Don Flynn. Uh, Joe is known as Schmo. Uh, and Matt Smith is known as the Assassin. I think I mentioned him last week. And um, yeah, on and on. Oh, yeah. And then Chris Russell is known as Sweet Chris. Again, I don't even know some of the origins of these nicknames, but it's a pretty fun group. Um, they, uh, yeah, they, they just have a lot of, there's a lot of kidding and, you know, joking, but again, there's a lot of talent in this group and, um, and, and they take their races seriously, but they don't take themselves seriously if that clarifies anything for you. So anyway, uh, let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Joe Schmall record on the computer. Here we are. All right. So I am here today with Joe Schmall. Um, I can't remember what your nickname is on the Rock Hoppers. What is it? I think uh, Schmo because it's, you oh, know, it's that's not, right. Not yeah. Like Joe Schmo, so. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, because I was referring to Matt Smith last week as the assassin. So. Uh, yeah. His is so much cooler than mine. <laughs> I don't know how I got stuck with Schmo. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a little something about the assassin though, because he he was having a little issue last week <laughs> with that with that hundo. Um, I mean, not to say that he you know I mean he, he finished great, but he because uh, I was like, so have you seen Zach Bitter? And he's like, oh yeah, he's right behind me. You know, he was joking, but he was slowing down enough to walk with me. Yeah, and I'm like, Matt, really? <laughs> but then he took off and did well. But yeah, it was very funny. I just I, I thought that was very kind of him to. <laughs> to my pace and you know chat me up and I'm, I'm sure it's probably a little bit of a break and a relief so. yeah towards the end of a hundred uh yeah these things happen <laughs> oh god well you know and i've got one in three weeks that god knows how this is going to come out but um a hundred yeah i know nice. I imagine i know imagine that um That's well, awesome. I one I, I tr okay snowdrop you've heard of that right the thing Which where you one? go snowdrop it's outside of Houston. oh yeah 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 okay so i tried it about mm, five years ago and i got 100k but okay. uh since then i've done the relay um like three or four times i don't know um and i've i've realized a few things about that race that it is not like your typical hundred and so it's more like you just have to mentally deal with not being as fast as you might think you want to be at that point unless of course you're racing or you're you know liza howard or you know somebody or joe schmall you know <laughs> but um yeah so i mean i i i've been definitely working on my uh you know walk run pace um and you know they they give you meals at meal time and um wow i know i know they do everything but practically run for you so it's really nice <laughs> and you get, 55 you get 55 hours and i know that like rich um Mihalik and Don Flynn and a bunch of my friends from the Valley are going to be up there. So, uh, and I got a couple friends, bleh, friends from San Antonio who are doing it. So it's going to feel like a party. And so I'm hoping that that buoys me. <laughs> through. Yeah. So. Plus everybody's right there. Right. Isn't it yes. one of those the loop yeah. courses? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really pretty nice. Um, I mean, as far as hundreds go, I mean, you know, I know at the mental game, you have to really work on that. You know, it's kind of like, mm. but yeah. that's about the only hundred you're ever going to see me hopefully finish. So, yeah, I mean, 
I just good luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's three weeks away, I think. Something like that. Anyway, my gosh. Okay. Enough about me. Um, let's talk about <laughs> you. Um, so let's do a little little background info. You are 43, is that correct? I have to think about it. Yeah, it'll be There's I'll be 40, 44 next next week. Yeah, in about a week. <laughs> oh, when? When next week? Uh December 18th, whenever that All falls. Right. Early happy birthday. Thank yeah. You. Thank so you. You got another six years before you're in the master's group. So yeah, <laughs> well, things will start to get, well, I don't know. It's pretty competitive in the male masters, but that was the thing I found as a female master, at least when I first turned 50 was that I was like placing and getting awards. I'm like, right. And it's because hardly anybody's out there now. It's getting a little more competitive, but yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah. So cool. Cool. Um, so let's talk about, uh, are you from San Antonio or where are you from? No, I grew up in Houston, so the oh, so you're a Texan, first, yeah, yep, yeah, you know, Houston, inner city Houston. So I didn't get the the cool Texas accent, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You don't need it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so how did you end up in San Antonio? Was it military um, or kind of? Uh, so i I got out. Um, I got out of college joined the military after I got out. Um, that took me really just to Abilene, Texas in the Middle East. And I would just bounce back and forth between those places. Wow, what a combination. <laughs> Middle East you and know, Yeah. Woo. Like I I really I joined the military to see the world and they kind of just stuck me in the armpits of it. <laughs> so what did you um, study in college and where did you go? Uh, I went to Stephen or I ended up graduating from Stephen F. Austin uh, with an accounting degree. Oh. Um, but it was like I started doing accounting and 9-11 had just happened. And so it was, you know, I'm sitting here in my early 20s, stuck in a cubicle, um, doing the same thing month, month after month. And I it was just like not the kind of work that I could put up with for very long. Yeah, I <laughs> so can't even I, imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to do whatever the exact opposite of that was and i figured that was flying jets in the air force <laughs> oh my god so cool so cool so how many years were you in the military uh, about eight and a half okay and you were in the middle east uh, what parts a little bit of everything um we flew close air support missions in afghanistan and iraq um so that was my first two deployments and then uh, i did one on the ground in baghdad uh just kind of right before i was getting out <laughs> So what is that like over there? I mean, actually, it's funny. I just I just had coffee with um, a, a former student of mine from University of Florida, and he and his wife, well, his wife was in the Navy, and I think he was in the Air Force. But yeah, it was just so funny because we got talking about, you know, life in Afghanistan and all that sort of thing. And, and, okay. and what was that like, you know, especially for a kid from the inner, inner city or inner parts of, um, you know, uh, Houston? I, I think for me, it was... I kind of had a charmed life when it come, came to deployments, like with a B1, <clears throat> we had to, we had to be on a base with a lot of infrastructure. So um, it was kind of in a neutral oil, oil rich country um, where we actually stayed. And then our missions, we would fly uh, north, you know, it was in Qatar. So yeah. we would fly north to Iraq, you know, east to Afghanistan. Um, I guess my one experience kind of on the ground in Baghdad, uh, by then it was 2010. Uh, there was a lot of infrastructure on the base, so um, there weren't weren't like a ton of attacks. Uh, 
So I was never really like, I don't think in too much danger, the, like the stress of, of the job was really more, you know, like, don't let me screw up, help, you know, <laughs> I want to help the guys on the ground that we're supporting, right. like, kill the bad guys, not the good guys kind of thing. <laughs> that, that, that should be a good motto. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So was that, was that a pretty eye-opening experience though for you? You know, I mean, was it, was it what you expected it to be or? It, it was, you know, I, I don't think it could have been what I expected it to be. Okay, um, yeah, I have no I idea. Think you get, yeah, like you get comfortable with it after a while. Um, but it's still, it was still kind of hard to come home because you're, it's like you're in this fast pace, like making life and de death decisions every day um yeah. high stress um and then you come home and it's like completely boring and normal and ordinary and it's it, like it I found it hard to replace the kind of the adrenaline of you know doing those missions all the time so that that was really more of the struggle for me I can understand no I I mean I've you know again I have no I mean my dad was military but you know <laughs> I have not served you know so I mean but I know that's one thing I've I've uh, seen in some of the uh documentaries about um uh, you know afghanistan and iraq uh specifically uh the film i don't know if you, i'm i'm hoping you might have seen it restrepo about mm -mm. the guys okay they were in the uh Korngal pass afghanistan oh, okay okay they there and it was weird because they they followed up with them after they you know got finished with their mission or whatever and they were like, I really miss it. You know, I, I, I miss that. Yeah. So that's, that sounds very uh, familiar, you know, to at least what I've, you know, my very, <laughs> no well, experience, but you know, so yeah, it was like, I, I didn't enjoy too much about the military in the end, you know, like, but yeah. I think the, the one thing I really enjoyed was, you know, when we were, when we were deployed and we we're just working as a crew Mm -hmm. um just all trying to do the right thing the best thing um there weren't any like you know the politics of work or or training training right. things to complete it was just like everybody just be coming together to do the mission and i think that's that's probably the one thing that i miss about the air force nothing else <laughs> <laughs> well that makes sense but yeah i mean and you know it's kind of funny in some ways it sort of seems like trail you know racing in some ways yeah. being with you know groups of people and you're Trying to you know get, you know conquer that thing. So uh, what when did you um, you said it was eight and a half years? I'm sorry. Yeah, eight and a half years. It was uh, 2012 when I finally got out. Okay. And I was I was still in Abilene. Uh, there weren't any jobs in Abilene, <laughs> um, and I I couldn't really find a job getting out. Uh, so I had to kind of work with different DOD contractors, like still attached uh, to to military units. Like mm -hmm. I taught, I taught classes at uh, Fort Sill to the Army, um, electronic warfare classes. And then what brought me to San Antonio was a kind of a similar job, mm -hmm. um, except it was working with the Army and going out to their different training centers and um, teaching them how to incorporate electronic warfare um, in their military decision making processes. So um, it that didn't it didn't last very long. Like, oh. I, <laughs> I mean, I was still you know, I need, I knew I needed to get a job away from DOD and then, uh, finally, uh, got on with USAA here in San Antonio. Oh, is that where you are? Okay. okay. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So what do you do there? Uh, risk management. Okay. Um, the team I do, the team I have, uh, does like data and analytics, some, some application development. Mm -hmm. 
Very cool. So, um, so you like it? Is that better? <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> fulfilling or I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's age appropriate. Not accounting. <laughs> yeah. It's not accounting. It's, it's better than accounting. Um, it's better. <laughs> USAA. It's better than accounting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little better. It's, it's, um, you know, it's got its ups and downs. It's a pretty, it's actually a pretty busy job, but it's, yeah. it's, I know they're not going to send me to Afghanistan or Iraq. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got two small children and what a couple of teenagers. So yeah. Right. Like yep. 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 <laughs> um, so, uh, so what about your running career then? How did that dovetail with all of this stuff? I mean, have you always been a runner or did that evolve or? No, I was um, <clears throat> pretty sedentary throughout my twenties. Um, it's hard to actually add. my entire twenties. Uh, just basically sedentary. Uh, like I would run exactly a mile and a half every year. And that was just for the, <laughs> just for the physical fitness test. Right, that was, it, yeah. yeah, that, that was it. Oh my God. Um, but I was, I was drinking a lot, um, all through my twenties. Uh, I became an alcoholic. Uh, I finally got a, a, you know, a DWI in my, around the age of 30. Um, which is that related was to the military or is that I was uh, uh, I was in the military at the time. Yeah. So that that was kind of the end of that career. <laughs> um, so do you think it was like a coping mechanism then or is it running your family? Um, it runs in the family. Uh, I, I probably had a, a little bit of a problem going in. Um, the deployments made it worse. <laughs> um, yeah. and so, you know, it was it was way out of my control by the time I was age 30. Um, the DWR, so, yeah. Yeah. And so once that happened, uh, I tried to, you know, kind of turn, turn my life around. I was obviously worried about losing my job. It was a crappy economy at the time. Um, how did you, how did you, uh, how did you do it? Was this um, power or, you know? So one of the ways was I started running. Um, and I still remember that first run, uh, it was, you know, two miles on the treadmill at, uh, you know, at 10 minute pace. And I was just like covered with sweat, <laughs> you know, was, I could barely breathe. Um, but it was like, it was 20 minutes where I wasn't thinking about like all the, you know, all the bad things that were going on at the time. Right. And I just kind of stuck with it. Um, you know, I did a 5k, uh, turkey trot, like, uh, that November, mm -hmm. probably three or four months after it happened, a, a 10k a little bit later, you know, half marathon a couple months after that. Just basically became a road runner, a uh, marathon runner. Yeah, yeah. That's that that five K is that entry level drug, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like, wow, I did that. Now what else could I do? Were you were you good at it at first, or was it something that didn't come easy to you? Or how would you describe that? Yeah, I don't think there's much um talent in running. It's <laughs> it's really just it's like whoever whoever runs the most is gonna, you know, it. I, I think starting early probably helps too, but um, yeah. kind of, you know, have a, a compulsive type personality, obviously um, sure. drinking is a compulsive type thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so it was really just, I was trading one compulsion for another, you know, mm -hmm. the alcohol went away and then I would run compulsively. Um, so that, that tend to, tends to make you pretty fast when, you know, you obsess over something <laughs> and, you know, I overdid it, just overdid it like crazy, but, uh, 
the result was I, I did get fast pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> well, and that, and then you weren't drinking anymore. So yeah, that helps <laughs> health wise. Yeah. That's uh, helpful. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's sort of a common thread with, with uh, a number of runners too, is that they, um, you know, they, they have a tense, right? There's one of my cats on the table. Um, hey. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's not the one I expected, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've heard this, you know, just listening to podcasts and things like that, that, you know, there is like addiction backgrounds and things like that. And then people just yeah. start to channel it into, you know, the running and, the, you know, which is, is great, you know? So, yeah. um, so when did you start finding, um, the, the dark side, the trails? <laughs> um, that was around, uh, late 2015. Okay. Um, I'd kind of plateaued in the marathon. I, you know, I did all the, the major, like, you know, hobby jogger runner type stuff like I had qualified for Boston nice. and my my time had kind of plateaued and so I was looking hobby for a different challenge like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I had been running for maybe five or six years at that point mm-hmm. um, and I signed up for <clears throat> one of the Tejas trails races uh wild hair oh, doing yeah. the 50 mile um and that's that's where I met you know the assassin Matt Smith yeah. um he, he beat me in that race, um, but I wound up getting second. That's um, nice. He introduced me to the Rock Hoppers, and it was, you know, I, I was added to the distro um, that we all know and love. And oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> from there, you know, it was just kind of. How did you do with that first 50 miler? I mean, I mean, you were um, second, but what was your time? Do you remember? I It was in the sevens, some something somewhere in the sevens, I think. Oh, um God. It, I just remember how bad it felt because, you know, my longest race up till then was a marathon. Yeah, I know. I did my first 50 miler there. So, yeah, I know. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that was not that nearly was... as fast. I was like twice as fast. Or twice <laughs> as but it, like I was, uh, I was still kind of in roadrunner mode. And so like I didn't have a water bottle or handheld or anything. Um, so <laughs> I would, <laughs> I would go up to the, I would go up to the aid station and I'd be like, do you have a cup? And they'd look around like, God, what you weirdo? Like, I guess, let me try to find one. What are you, some roadie? <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I was, yeah, I was uh, not a trail run, not a real trail runner yet. <laughs> what did, so what did you think of the trail running scene versus, you know, especially having come from that road, you know, uh, whatever you call it, you know, lifestyle, if you will, you know? I think, I think that's what hooked me. Um, like I, I was running marathons and, you know, I'd be like in a pack of like six or seven runners. We'd all be like on pace for whatever time marathon and, you know, not a single word would be exchanged within that pack. It would just be like, you know, people silently like running next to each other. Um, wild hair was completely different. Um, people would cheer you on, uh, you know, you'd see people, over and over again in those loops they would cheer you on um was pick you down where, when you fall did it did it rain that year it was yeah it started off it was really kind of rainy and misty and a little... uh-oh oh there you are oh shoot okay now you're muted okay sorry about right. that no it's okay. it's okay i was like oh, yeah, I lost him. um yeah because i'm trying to remember if I did the 50k or the 50 miler that year, I yeah, I it was kind of wet. Definitely wet. Yep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think the year before that in 2014, I did my first 50k out there and it was just like 
fine for the first two loops and then it became like a tropical storm and so we we're like up oh. in and mud and water joe is out you know lashing ropes to trees so we don't you know <laughs> ourselves you know <laughs> so yeah i think i did my first 50 hey but i i was like uh I, I i made it uh 19 minutes from the cutoff so congrats yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a yeah, that's well, an ultra it was a great feeling yeah i know but it was that's like awesome. getting second on my first time you know <laughs> but yeah. a little older so <laughs> but yeah so the so the uh so the the vibe is is better than right right and just kind of connecting with everybody afterward like the people that i had seen hanging out with everybody um i met thomas orf that day who kind of he told me about the texas trail championship um, oh, yeah. he was in the race too so it was it was just it was totally different than than a road running experience and i i don't like i I think I ran maybe one or two road races after that, but it was, uh, it was a complete switch for me. Uh, oh. Just pure trail. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when people, you know, they, they find it, you know, and I mean, I, I can't, I don't think I've ever really met anyone that did trail and they're like, Ooh, God, that's not for me. I need to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Seldom have I ever met anybody like that? And it's like, right. well, this is where it's at people. This is fun. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you make, you make, uh, you know, uh, I call it summer camp friends, you know, I mean, especially <laughs> as slow as I am, you know, it's like, you know, you meet people along the way and you're hanging out and you feel really close. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I mean, I met and this. And then you see him. I'm sorry. And then you see him like at the next race or the race after. <laughs> yeah. I, I made a friend at Bandera. Oh God. Maybe 2015. Um, it was mm -hmm. this 11 year old kid. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know, uh, the Haley's from Austin. Um, Mm -mm. okay anyway well both of them chris and andriana they're both pretty badass i think she got the tejas 400 well anyway their 11 year old son at the time was uh doing the 25k okay. and he comes up next to me and he's like i like your pace i'm gonna stay with you and i'm like wow right. you're a guy with a good pickup line you know? <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like where are your parents and he's like Oh, my daddy's up there with my best friend and his best friend. I swear to God, his best friend was running in blue Crocs at Bandera. <laughs> and he was super badass. This kid, you know, this other kid, I was like, oh my God. And we caught up to them. So I was like, basically, you know, hanging with these two 11 year olds, you know, trying to talk yeah. about 11 year old boy things, you know, and, <laughs> uh, you know, he kept wanting to sit and I kept saying, come on, buddy, we got to go. We got to. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just summer. I, I told him, I said, we're becoming summer camp friends. And he's like, you know what? You're my favorite summer camp friend. Oh, and I've never forgotten him. I mean, I'm sure he's forgotten me by now. Cause you know, he's like <laughs> 17 or something now, you know, but, um, but that was so cool. You know, was, that's what I love about trails. I mean, you, you get those experiences, you know, so you see, you see everything like you do. Everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you see people, I mean, especially Bandera. I love that because everybody dresses for like different seasons. It's like you have the, you know, the fast people like you, maybe, you know, who are singlets and, you know, shorty shorts. And then you've got other people <laughs> who are kind of doing the layers. And then you've got people who are babushka out, you know, with, you know, overcoats and, you know, oh, yeah. I don't even know how they move, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, so you got addicted after that. So, um, so after wild hair, uh, when did you uh, hit your, when did you decide to get the bug for the 100? Cause I, I know you've done some. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, didn't die. No, <laughs> no, I didn't die. Um, I got a stress fracture a little bit afterward. Um, uh -huh. 
which that kind of led me. I had still been drinking off and on um, for those years. Like it was, I, you know, tried to quit a hundred times. Um, the stress fracture sent me kind of into another spiral. Yeah. Um, when I, when I came out of that one, uh, it was January 23rd, 2016, uh, which is uh, still my sobriety date uh, to date. Congratulations. Um, so like I was recovering from that, recovering from stress fracture. Um, when I finally, you know, we could finally run again. I did a lot of the short races, uh, that spring of 2016 and, uh, kind of made a commitment to do ultras in the fall of that year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Russell was, you know, constantly needling me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the first, the first hundred that I actually did was at Bighorn, uh, with Julie. So uh, Uh Julie and I had just started dating. Um, and I, we just, ran the whole thing, you know, hand yeah. in hand, if you will. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, so cute. Yeah. He was sort and of a was, badass in her own right, too. I mean. Yeah, way more so than me, for sure. Well, I don't know about that, but I do I do remember hearing about Julie Kepke all the time. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I, I kind of took that 100 as, you know, I'll just pace Julie. Um, I'll go her pace, you know, and support her. But in the end it was like I wanted to quit so bad and Julie just kept going like I I was hoping we'd get like we'd miss cutoffs or you know something would happen I was like but she you know Julie was Julie and she just kept going and I was like yeah I can't do this anymore you know I was just I'm just kind of following behind her and I was I was so miserable by the end um (laughs) you got got chicked (laughs) yeah yeah we we ended up finishing together, but um, it, you know, and it was, it, it was it was still really fun. Uh, but that was uh, I think my longest run until the you know that that was about three times longer time wise um, than my longest run at the time. So it hurt a lot, but <laughs> eventually. Uh, Can't imagine it not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my first hundred on my own was Cactus Rose in 2017. Wow. So the next year. <laughs> Cactus Rose is just, yeah, for the uninitiated, Cactus Rose is a self-supported 100-mile race out at Hill Country State Natural Area, which is, I think, probably the second toughest course mm, that at least Tejas does. Um, Camp Eagle, I think, is the hardest, but this is... Yeah, (laughs) I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you. Yeah. 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 That's cool. (laughs) So how did you do on that one? That one went really well. I think um, I was probably that was the, probably the peak fitness of my life, um, was that first 100. Um, I, I was on course record pace for the, the first three laps. Um, as it kind of got dark, uh, the other thing that was happening, I was, I was exhausted, of course. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that was happening is I, I started losing vision in one of my eyes. Oh. I came to find out like later, it's a kind of a common ultra ultra running thing is uh, somebody like that yeah yeah okay yeah corneal it's called corneal edema but it just gets your eyesight gets real fuzzy you can barely see um so like i ended up going the wrong way on the fourth lap out of a couple miles i was like falling down every 10 minutes uh so i just kind of crawled in i did not get the course record that year um (laughs) but luckily yeah i got i got the win though which was um, oh good good congratulations that's awesome Man. so yeah that's funny because you're the second person i've i've talked to that that had has had that happen because i uh 
uh, about five years ago, I did Brazos uh, 50 miler. And yeah, I, I happened upon this woman uh, who was getting blind in both eyes and we had to like kind of hold her hand for a little while until she yeah. got to her friends, you know, it was nuts. You know, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> I, I was just hoping that it wasn't permanent. Um, oh God. Yeah, of course. You know, oh Becky, Becky from, you know, Becky's she does falling, the, yes. Becky's awesome. <laughs> she assured me that like, I see this all the time, you know, you're going to be fine when you wake up in the morning. So I was like, oh my oh, God. thank goodness. <laughs> How do you mentally deal with that, though? Because, you know, one of the problems that I encounter is I get in my head and I'm like, oh, my God, this is permanent. It's like when I got stung <laughs> by a crap load of, uh, you know, yellow jackets a couple of months ago. I was like, oh, my God, they oh, yeah. stung my, they stung my head. It might swell that. my brain. I might die. You know, I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. And so I just kind of gave up, you know. But how did you keep persevering, you know, <laughs> not knowing what was going to happen? Yeah, I, I was I was pretty stubborn at that time. I, I think somebody would have had to pry my dead body off the course, you know, to <laughs> for me to stop running that race. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had just been kind of gearing up. I knew it was my first, you know, individual 100 that mm -hmm. I had ever done, and I I just really wanted to do well. So was, I had a, a you know a pretty big lead. So I was like, okay, I could I can stumble my way. <laughs> you know to the end <laughs> right yeah i mean and that's that's amazing so do you ever struggle with those mental demons at all you know like oh my god I'm, yeah. this is not i'm not having fun this sucks and it's not worth my trouble but you know well, that yeah please um, tell me that us mere mortal mortals are not the only ones <laughs> no uh <clears throat> the last couple of years it's been like that um i've kind of lost that i don't know that um ultra runners mindset <laughs> Of, yeah. you know you're gonna have to peel my dead body off the course um in fact the last race that i ran was tahoe 200 Ooh. um that was this this june uh -huh. um i was doing great through 100 miles I, I think second place um hit the 100 mile turnaround came back and just everything started going going poorly um i could like i lost you know i bonked i, I was having yeah. trouble making it up hills uh like I was getting heartburn, so I couldn't eat food. Oh, that's um, I'd I'd lost my glove somewhere, and it was it was becoming really cold. Oh God! And, in June, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so when I got to the next aid station, which was mile one twenty or so, you know, instead of instead of just taking it one problem at a time, you know, methodically fixing your problems um, and moving on, you know, I just kind of let the entirety of you know everything that was happening overwhelmed me yeah. and like I wanted to quit I, I made up my mind to quit like when I was on that last leg and nobody could change my mind <laughs> so yes these um, it definitely on, happens to me I okay okay I gotta, I gotta deal with something here hey <laughs> hey hey all right all right you want to leave just stop pulling around with the door sorry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my cat um, unhinged the uh, or unlatched the the latch on the screen door, so I was like, ah, I don't need them fleeing right now. Anyway, sorry. Wow. So, so what did so did you keep going or did you quit? I no, no, I quit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I, you know, I've had to think about that one for a while because <laughs> I mean, it feels raced. good at first, doesn't it? You're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then a um, day or so later, you're like, I could have. Yeah, done you that. look back on it and you're like. I could have over like, like, what was I, you know, 
No, uh, I feel that I, I totally, I've been there. I mean, obviously not at that kind of distance, but yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I think somehow this is very comforting for, you know, average runners to, you know, hear <laughs> this, you know, you know, cause I mean, I consider you, I mean, I don't know, you're not really an elite runner, but you're, no, 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 no. but I consider you a superstar anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Donna. In, in our circles. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, so, okay. So that must've been, so have you done anything, uh, any other races uh, since that one, or are you training for something else? No, um, that, that was my last one. I got, I got COVID the That's next month. That's what I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So when, yeah, I know you're like, whenever you're going to talk about that part. So when, <laughs> when did you get COVID and how did that come about? Oh, that must've been awful. It, you know, it was a real mild case. Um, it was in July. So it was a month after that race. um like our company was trying to bring everybody back to work so we had a you know a big event where people you know flew into work and we could as a department come together well Mm -hmm. that was it ended up being kind of a little mini spreader event (laughs) um so within you know the next day we went up to minnesota which kind of made the whole thing worse um because i julie's family yeah, Julie's family. So like my symptoms came on maybe the second day I was in Minnesota oh. and I wound up getting her parents sick. I wound oh, up getting no. Julie sick. I just, oh. <laughs> I she felt was like pregnant, right? Yeah. She was pregnant. I know. Yeah. It was not good. Oh God. So, so how did that, how long were you guys sick? Um, a few days, like it was, you know, it was the latest variant or whatever. That's pretty yeah. mild. <clears throat> I had it, it was kind of a below the neck uh, version of it so it was a lot of chest and cough but it was uh it was pretty mild and you know i i wasn't even bedridden really uh, a few days later the symptoms were gone and how about her parents that were they as lucky as you <laughs> they you know they said they were you know they're <laughs> they wouldn't have told me if they were feeling bad anyway i've, uh, met, I've, I've met her mom i remember her mom and i think i've probably <laughs> had to yeah they're midwesterners yeah i know <laughs> well yeah and they're they're so nice they didn't want me to to feel bad but i think they were probably sick for a few days too but you know everybody got over it um fortunately Julie was okay yeah yeah so but <laughs> this is you're running because I know from following you on Strava there's always these oh my god you know I'm not running as fast as I used to <laughs> and I'm like oh lord the mighty have fallen you know I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah how did that aff- yeah because I guess it's like that long COVID is that what they're you know what they, they they talk about or you know right um that's kind of where my where all my research has gone lately is uh, yeah. um, long COVID and especially long COVID and runners. Um, yeah. But it, it's like, I, I don't even know if I would have noticed it really, if I wasn't a runner, mm-hmm. it's just, you, you know, like after you get sick, uh, you're, you're, you're pretty sluggish the next few days. Like if you try to run your heart rates, like real yeah. high, you're you know? having heart rate issues. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't run fast. Your heart rate's high. So it's like, it's kind of like that, but mm-hmm. it feels permanent almost. <laughs> so so it, how high was your heart rate? So like, um, it's, it runs about 20 to 30 beats per minute higher, um, at any given pace. Okay. So like if, if, if I'm going hundred mile pace, you know, I want my heart rate to be about 130. um, mm-hmm. you know, stay, stay pretty low, um, going that same pace, these 
these days, or especially in the first few months afterward, um, would give me like 150s, 160s, um, you know, and yeah. so it was just like, I, I'm just on limited time. I, I can't run more than an hour, hour and a half. Right. Oh, that had to be so frustrating. Yeah, it's, um, I think that, yeah, the hard part was probably just like not knowing, it's probably not knowing when it's going to end, I guess. Right. Uh, I have this, you know, it's almost like my losing a superpower again. <laughs> Running long distance has always <laughs> felt like, you know, the one superpower that I have. And now, yeah. you know, and overnight it just went away. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, God. Well, so is it getting better or... I mean, it looks like you're you're doing better. So, but I don't know. I mean, is it incremental or? Yeah, it's um, it's almost like it <clears throat> it cycles a little bit. Mm -hmm. At least, at least in the first three months, it 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 would cycle a lot to where some days, you know, or a few days in a row, I I would barely be able to to run. You know, I'd get like up a hill and I'd just be like, I got, <laughs> I can't, I got to walk back. I can't even do this. Yeah. Um, and then on my you know, good days, I could get through like a six or eight miler at a, at a slow pace. Mm -hmm. That had to be humbling. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, I had, I had signed up for a couple of shorter races like Tejas trails races. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just didn't even show up because I, I know I wouldn't even be able to cover it. There were like marathon lengths. So there's, I, I can't even cover that distance right now. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's hard. Yeah. Especially when you're really, you know, when you're pretty good at this kind of stuff, you know, and it's, it's one thing to be sort of average and. You know, but, yeah. So, well, it's and yeah, coming so, right after like that, that DNF at Tahoe. Um, yeah. That's, hard. that's really, yeah. That has to be just like a drag. It's like, ooh. it is. Like, sure it is, yeah. and you're you're way too young for this okay so you, you i mean you're way too young to be you know worrying about the you know i i still think you still have some time you know, to uh hopefully. still hopefully. do great things you know i mean i i look at uh well thomas orf and uh steven uh you know who yeah, I mean, Moore, Moore. Steve yeah. Moore, yeah yeah i mean i look at those guys and you know i i think you're still able to you know keep up with those guys or whatever you know given some time i guess but so so how did you deal with that just like in a coping way i mean did you just sort of suck it up and say okay this is the way it is or i'm just going to keep pushing through until i can't do it anymore or it's pretty much run the gamut <laughs> like no, I, I can understand I, that yeah i think i've i've quit running about four or five times in the last in the last few months <laughs> and i never <laughs> like i never can quit for more than a week or so um and i think what i underestimated is you know, the mental kind of the mental health aspect of it. Mm -hmm. like, I'm so used to run, you know, first thing in the morning running every day. Um, it, apparently that was what, you know, is kind of gets my day started and helps mm -hmm. me, you know, the, I guess the endorphin release sure. maybe. Um, so when I'm not doing that, uh, I find myself kind of, you know, withdrawing, um, you know, I, I wouldn't call it depression, but, you know, I definitely like blues type type <laughs> symptoms where I'm especially because like, this is your coping thing yeah so yeah yeah I'm just not looking forward to things um and and some of that might be COVID itself you know like part of what I've read and research is you know that like they're finding out it does all kinds of things um besides just get you sick you know it's like some for some people it triggers like autoimmune disorders for some people it you know can trigger depression and mental problems so it's I, I think they're just kind of starting to peel back like 
all the weird things that it does. The time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, this thing just awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, knock wood so far. I've been okay, but you know, were you okay? I know this is like the dumb, but were you vaccinated? Not that it matters, but I yeah. Thought I <laughs> yeah. Um, I got the, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine <clears throat> when they, when it first came out and then, um, like I wasn't going to get the booster. Um, but I think Julie, she was either, we were either trying to get pregnant or she had just gotten pregnant and, um, she asked me to get the booster. And so I did. <laughs> she, you're, you're a good husband. Yes. She, she's the one person that can uh, tell me to do something that I don't want to do and I'll do it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. God love her. Uh, so, uh, so where do you go from here? I mean, what's next and, or, or is there a short-term plan, long-term plan, whatever? Here comes yeah, the I'm, hey, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not signing up for any races at this point. Um, Saving money. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I feel like I've donated enough uh, race fees at this point, yeah. but, um, I, you know, this has been, I think I'm in month five right now of, uh, you know, the, the post COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been so sporadic and running that, you know, even if, you know, even if I had never gotten COVID, like I would just be in really bad shape right now anyway, just from not, you know, not having the consistency and running. Well, so they come this, off that DNF. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at this point I'm like, maybe it's COVID, maybe it's still messing with me or maybe I'm just in bad shape, but, uh, like last week I just kind of committed to, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I just, you know, like I just committed to just like running, you know, I'm just going to build my mileage back up and see what happens. Um, because, you know, at this point I, it could just be that I'm in, I'm in bad shape cause I just haven't, you know, had you consistency for five months. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So in a perfect world, what do you think your uh, next goal would be? Um, I want to get back. So I, I want to do a hard rock qualifier. Um, <clears throat> eventually, one day I want to run hard rock. You know, the lotto system is such that it'll it'll probably be years. Um, but I definitely want to get the hard rock qualifier. And yeah, you never know. Yeah, um, yeah that's exciting. It's cool. And then I was going after um, I had. I had kind of a goal of making the U S team in the 24 hour race. Um, oh, that's when right. I did uh, like desert solstice back in 2020. Mm -hmm. And there's a real learning curve <laughs> to that format. And I didn't, I didn't have a great race at desert solstice, but it's a format that I definitely want to try again. You know, when I, if, if I can get back to, you know, old levels of fitness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we always should have goals, you know, so, you know, whether we, reach him or just have to kind of you know go underneath it or whatever you know it's fine um what yeah, advice I mean, do you, i'm sorry oh i was gonna say and even like right now for me the goals are like little like sure you know run six days next week that's all i want to do <laughs> no that's and that's and that's doable uh hopefully right. you know but uh yeah and that way you're, you're contributing to your mental well-being and and yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense yeah um so what advice would you give to people who have had COVID and are runners? Um, cause I have interviewed a handful of people on here, um, who have gone through, you know, this kind of situation and, um, and it is something. And I mean, I think it's important to talk about it. Cause I mean, I think sometimes people are just like, yeah, whatever, you know, right. But, um, <clears throat> I think like 
there are some, med- and I forget what it's called, and I'm I have no medical background uh, whatsoever. So <laughs> you know, it, anybody listening to this, like, please Google it first. But <laughs> um, I think like there's there's certain medications that you can take like right when you get sick mm. that reduce the risk of getting the long like the long haul version of COVID. Okay. Um, like once if you know if if this does happen, like you're you're struggling with running months after getting COVID. There's a few different protocols. Um, right now I'm on one uh, that I read from a study my brother-in-law sent me actually, mm. um, where you're taking an, like Claritin type antihistamines uh, twice a day, mm. along with uh, like Pepsid acid blocker. Um, I don't know the science behind it, but um, well, since it sounds I've started... better than taking a horse dewormer. So you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help, but. <laughs> um, but that, I, I didn't see much improvement in the first three months. And I have to say, I am starting to see improvement here in month five. Good. And it, it lined up with when I started that protocol. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether, the, whether it's the antihistamines or just the passage of time, I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, it's worth looking into. Yeah. 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 Cool. So um, any other uh Anything else that I did not ask you about that you would like to throw in? Um, I know we kind of, I kind of narrow, narrowly focused this sort of, so. No. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they say just kind of take it easy, um, which, you know, is easier said than done. I was going to say for you, I don't think that's, that's, that's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. Well, I did that for four months and I'm done doing that now. So I'm not yeah. going to take it easy yeah, anymore. Restless. Like <laughs> I'm just too now. frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> so, uh, so do you find yourself uh, wanting to volunteer more at any of these races or, you know, still stay in, you know, still kind of stay in the loop in any way, or are you just, you know, needing to stay yeah. away so it doesn't feel tempting? No, I, I would love to more, um, you know, with the baby, the baby, the toddler and the two you know, very active teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of room for. There wouldn't be a lot of room right now for racing anyway. Um, but I don't get to to volunteer quite as much. I got to do um, band of runners last month uh, to volunteer at that camp, which was just a great experience. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. With Liza, yeah, yeah. Mister, <clears throat> I, I didn't see her at Brazos last week, but you know. Okay yeah i knew yeah, she was she, out there and doing well yeah she's amazing she <laughs> she's amazing. yeah she's somebody i want to interview too at some point yeah because she's pretty cool i mean she's like one of my i would say my running heroes are the ones that like liza um thomas or steve moore and those guys like that just mm-hmm. that just keep going like that's that's what i want for myself you know <laughs> well and i i think that's possible, you know, um, just based on what you're telling me. And I mean, especially your, your mindset is, 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 is there. So I think, you know, as long as the body will follow and I think it will. So, uh, you know, again, you're young enough. I think you can do it. So. Relatively. <laughs> so, all right, well, stand by for one second. Thank you so much. And I'm just going to stop recording. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed, uh, listening to that one. I really had fun talking to him, uh, yesterday it was it was a nice conversation and um i mean i've known him for some years um and uh you know kind of been like a fangirl in a way about you know his running and and whatnot and and so i was like i asked him last week i'm like would you like to be on the podcast he's like yes i'd be honored i'm like oh wow thanks you know it always tickles me when people 
I mean, I don't think anyone's really turned me down for, for being on this, but uh, I don't know if it's, if it's in the interview or, or something we talked about before or after, but I just, I joked and said, I think I'm pretty much interviewing every runner in Texas at this point. So, um, and if you don't live in Texas and you want to be on the uh, podcast, please contact me. Um, you know how to find me or you should, um, because I'd love to hear from you. Um, mainly I'm looking for people who are either masters runners, people who've, um, uh, overcome COVID or dealing with it. Um, and, uh, extraordinary people. Uh, I do have some people kind of in the pipeline for that. I mean, not that I've reached out to them yet, but I've got some people in mind. Um, yeah, there's a young man who is running his way across Texas as we speak. And, um, I really want to talk to him because I, I think his story is going to be pretty interesting. Um, you know, and, and he's clearly having ups and downs as he, I think he's doing a 50K every day. I, but don't quote me on that. Anyway, um, so Ken, if you're listening, probably not, but I really want to talk to you. Um, anyway, so ooh, what's going on with me? Not a whole lot. Um, I, uh, I have fairly well recovered from, you know, my debacle at Brazos Bend. Um, God, the toes. I don't remember my toes hurting this bad before. I don't know either that or maybe it's like what people talk about childbirth. You know, you forget <laughs> the pain, you know, but oh man, my toes were throbbing up until like Thursday. I just, oh, and I find, I mean, I know I, I did some online, you know, reading it at least with somewhat respectable sources, you know, medical sources, um, you know, advising not to yank the toenail, but I was just like, oh man, I got to do this. I, you know, I don't like this feeling at all. And so, um, yeah, so I yanked one toenail Thursday. It didn't really hurt. So there you go. It, it's usually a big relief once, once it's off. And, uh, cause really it's the pain that's underneath it, you know, but ugh, it's nasty looking. Um, and then I pulled the other one yesterday. These are the big toenails. And, um, I did, I tried to do a little bit of running. Oh, what day was that? I don't know, maybe Tuesday. And um, <clears throat> really was having trouble just because my toes were hurting so bad and they were not, I don't want to, I'm not even going to go into the nastiest, nastiness of it. Um, but, um, and then yesterday I just did like a little over three with um, the SAR uh, San Antonio off-road runners uh, group. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, and that felt pretty good, you know, ran on trails uh, ran with uh, my friends Maria and uh, Olga, and then later uh, my friend Kay. So uh, it was fun, you know. They're definitely keeping me honest. Um, but but you know, again, I was running a lot, and you know, just doing some walking, but you know, nothing earth shattering or anything like that. Um, I do I, I I do think that I'm my plan for the new year though is to try to get faster. Um, and I may have mentioned this before. Um, San Antonio Roadrunners has a, a group called Pick Up the Pace, PUP, and um, I think I need that. I think I just need to stop doing the same dang on workouts. And um, I mean, I gotta get through Snowdrop. Okay, <laughs> I ain't doing anything until after Snowdrop. Um, and then even then, I'm not even sure if that's the smartest idea, you know, to immediately try to do something like that because I, I know my legs are going to be shot for a while after that. So I don't know, but that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. Um, I mean, yeah, I could do, could go do the off-road um, trail running group again, which I love and I have no problem with them, but I think I'm just trying to shake it up a little bit this time and see, um, 
let's see if I can just kind of get out of this slow slump I've been in because it's it's pretty bad. So um, <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, so that's basically what's going on here. Um, no races until snowdrop. Uh, we got holidays coming up. I got graduation next week and I go back and see my family and then I go to snowdrop. So it's like, whoo boy, it's coming down. It's coming down to the wire folks. So, um, but again, I, I think, um, overall I feel pretty good about what, where I'm at. And, um, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, finish no drop in, you know, 24 hours or anything like that. Um, I'll be lucky to finish in under 40. I mean, I just, you know, cause I know I'm going to probably want to rest, you know, I, I know how, how I feel. And so, um, <clears throat> but we do not have a hotel room, uh, during the race. So that will definitely prevent me from wanting to go back to the hotel, sleep, and then get comfortable and decide, hmm, maybe I'll just drop because I'm not going to do that. Um, although I have to say, and this is, this is, it's really been a little disconcerting. Um, you know, the last few races now, wild hair was a different story. Okay. Wild hair was my usual Donna battles with her brain, you know, you know, I'm got little dukes up in my head, you know, punching each other. And, uh, but you know, Mission Tejas getting stung by a swarm of yellow jackets, you know, whose bingo card was that on? You know, so that was a weird experience. And then and seriously, getting blisters for me is is not a common experience at all. And that's, and it was very weird that I, I got those last week, but boy, they were humdingers. And, you know, so I, I don't want to be overly confident about, you know, well, it's just going to be, a, it's not going to be a piece of cake. Um, but I do feel like I can, um, tackle it. I think I've got my mental game happening. Um, and again, I feel comfort, comforted in knowing that I've got, you know, a lot of friends around me. So, um, I think that's going to help a lot. So, and I'm going to wear the, uh, keep effing going, uh, rubber bracelet that Don Flynn gave me because <laughs> I need that. Um, I just don't wear it when I'm out. I just wear it <laughs> if I'm doing a race. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time. 